Because I thought I heard a note of panic in the text. And you're like, <laughs> so he's coming here in person? <laughs> uh, so, well, the simple, the simple solution to that was getting in the car and driving down the office to grab the fourth set. Oh, that's where it was. I told myself yesterday at the office, get it, get the fourth fucking microphone, right? Because then you're covered if it ends up being a Discord or if he ends up showing up. Then of mm-hmm. course, oh, I'm picking him up. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the American Beer Review Podcast. Good times with good friends requires good beer. Lucky for us, we know how to pick all three. We're a group of friends who grew up in the Pacific Northwest, giving us a jump start on our craft beer journey. Join us today while Brian, Alec, and Chad review some beer, talk about beer topics, and whatever else comes up. We invite you to pour yourself a drink and hang out with us. Anyways, uh, yeah, I'm going to... I'm going to open a beer. Yeah. Let's start a beer, and then we should probably explain who we're talking explain to. Explain who we're talking to. So if you've been a listener to the podcast for any longer than the last two months, uh, we have back in studio the captain, uh, my brother. We've referenced him over the last several episodes, yes. but he is now come back out of the sunshine state. Well, that'd be Florida, but out of the warming, the- sunny San Diego and joining us the- in the... The beer mecca of San Diego, which I have personally mistaken for about, what, four or five different cities at this point? Yeah, and I yeah. think you've looped everything that's in California yes. as being part of San Diego. Yeah, exactly. El Segundo's yes. L.A. Yeah, that's LA. Yeah. Not, yeah. Even, not even kind not, of San, not Diego. San Diego. No. Not no. Even. Okay. So what have you been up to? You know, check whoa, whoa, hold oh. on. We said we're drinking a beer, but we didn't oh, say okay. what yep. beer yep. we're yep. drinking. Yep. Oh, let's... Yeah. Well, so Thor- how, okay. How about the two assholes have been making fun of me for my pronunciation skills? How about you guys say the beer first? <laughs> I can. I, I can say it. I. Uh, it. Let me pour one for. Yeah. So this is today. We're drinking. Uh, what's actually kind of one of the flagship beers now? I think of Georgetown Brewing. Yeah. Uh, Bodhisattva. Yeah, it's their number one seller. Yeah. So they they came out originally with just Manny's, a pale ale. That was their mm-hmm. like go-to for the longest time. And then they had uh, Lucille. Lucille. And then Rogers. Rogers Pilsner. Yep. And then this one. And this started a movie Brian's never seen, but they're Point no, Break. No, I've seen, I've seen this one. You've seen the original Point Break or just the new one? I think the original one. Okay. I've seen it. I do Swayze? know this one. Yes. Okay. This one I do. I saw it. was a long time ago. So yeah, Bodhi's Hoffa and then the Johnny Utah. Is their pale ale came out? Yeah, after yeah. this one. Um, so it's a they list as just an IPA, but it's a hazy IPA. Well, no, they it's a darn tasty IPA. Well, true. Yes, yes. I think all their stuff is darn tasty, but um, that's so fancy. And I appreciate the uh, keep it refrigerated because warm beer sucks. Yeah, mm-hmm. the they game. get it. They get it. Do you guys remember being in high school and having to drink warm beer? I don't. No, because we didn't drink beer in high school. Yeah. No, college. I actually didn't. Yeah. I had my first beer at 21 years old at like 10 o'clock at night standing in Alex's living room. 21 and like... Almost 21 in a day. Yeah. I remember. Neck of the beer bottle to your mouth. Going, what is this going to taste like? Ass. Absolute trash. It's going to taste... You literally you just you, looked at me, you're like, ass. It's going to taste you're like gonna, ass. You're going to hate it. Uh, what I don't hate is Bodie. No. This is good. Yeah. Have you had it before? Uh, somewhere along the way I would have had it, yeah. Okay. So I brought this because it's 
a darn tasty IPA. Well, it follows the theme. I brought my favorite beer. I brought uh, my brother's favorite beer uh, with Irish Death. Uh, oh, I thought for, you meant Montucky Cold Snacks. Oh, uh, the Montucky Cold Snacks was one that he went. So I didn't bring Irish Death, but Montucky Cold Snacks. So this is my one of my dad's go-to beers. Oh, yeah. So if you're stopping at a convenience store and they don't have a full spread of beer, this is almost on uh, the shelf in every convenience store now because it's that. Mm-hmm ubiquitous yeah in in our general area yes. it's, it's around everywhere um thor and uh came you got it poured out so it's a nice like kind of orangey uh, yeah. uh it's a nice flavor again if being a light beer drinker it's definitely not uh not too strong in the ipa spectrum yeah so it, it's it's bitter but not like aggressively bitter but then again our sense of taste being from the pacific northwest is we can take a li- little bit more bitter versus you go to like san diego and the people down there, and you give them a proper IPA, and they go, ew. wow, this is ew. The oh. ew is like yeah. the stone or those kind of things, and they just like, it's just a totally different palette. Yeah, we were talking about that on the way wild. here. That's interesting. Where people outside of the, the Northwest go, yeah, IPAs, not outside of the Northwest, but non beer drinkers outside of here, you were saying you experience people going, IPAs just, no, this is terrible. Because even what I would consider one of the more bitter styles of IPA is the West Coast. Yeah. But but it's not just the West because it is a it, it, the Pacific Northwest IPA is a bitter beer. Okay. Like you go everywhere else and they just I mean especially when you travel internationally and you try oh, to give yeah. them a, you try to give them a Pacific Northwest IPA they look at you like what are you trying to feed me? <laughs> now that, being a light beer drinker does everybody know my San Diego beer? Which one your go to there? My go to in San Diego. No. It is a craft beer. A Stone Buena Vista. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! That's yeah. terrible. <laughs> it's not bad. No, it's terrible. I think I actually that's had the it one you gave me, probably. That it's... you that you introduced as like your favorite go to beer in San Diego. Yeah, it's, my, it's, it's a... their like lime. Mm-hmm. Lager. It's, a, it's, a, it's a salted Ooh. lime lager. It's, Ooh, it's, yeah, yeah, So it, yeah. it's, it's a uh, San Diego take on a Mexican beer. Yeah, mm. No, absolutely not. You wouldn't yeah. like it either. No, how I've would had you it. like it? I've had you... it. I gave it a three point seven five on Untapped. Out of how many? Out of five, out of five, but so that means you mark that was like a it's like a C not, plus. Not great, not terrible. Yeah, actually, it's it's my most common. That ranking is my most common. Like this is good, I will drink it again. Higher is like okay, now we're talking. Lower is like meh to terrible. So it's, I mean, I also I can see I drink it sitting out in the sunshine. Yeah, uh, I, I nope, that one. So <laughs> so I just Cam brought it right. And was you super like excited it? about it and. Mm-mm. Huh, interesting. Mm-mm. Yeah, I don't I don't I I'm a says fan. the one who drinks bush light. Well, you know. I it's full too fancy for you. Correct. Maybe it's too fancy for me. But for something to be so overhyped, like we brought cabin fever a few weeks ago for Thor and it blew his mind. Yeah. I was expecting a mind-blowing beer and it was It does look like they've rebranded that one. And maybe have a new version of it. So, I don't know. We'll see. The flavor I like it. it. They, they have it in the can of the bottles. You can find it in uh, the... You can find it in 24 is pretty... Like, I found it in uh, North Carolina once. Hmm. Um, so. Yeah, before we move on, anything else about uh, Georgetown in this? Bodhisattva. There you go. Well Got done. it. It only took like three weeks? Uh, it took three weeks of me standing in front of the refrigerator, <laughs> staring at these cans, practicing it. Yeah. Uh, in a uh, altered state, so it'd be imprinted on my mind. Um, yep. Not too shabby. Uh, the fun. Okay, so not the funny shabby. thing. Not too shabby. <laughs> not too shabby. 
fantastic. I mean, 6.9, so it's right in there for an IPA. On the high end for just a regular, so a little yeah. boozy. But not, okay, but not to review it. I have an I have a not I will not mention the name, another high hazy oh, IPA. Yeah. At seven percent versus this is six point nine. I can't tell you the difference between the hazy and the non hazy. Oh. Is that because you're What's hazy? What's the other one you do you have the other ones? Or did you already put the can away? I don't know which one you were t- drinking. Well, I don't I don't want to out them. No, that's fine. Um uh, Yeah, Bodhi to me is one that, of those I mean all, all I'm getting on the hazy. Uh-huh. Not to go down this road, but all I'm getting on the hazy versus this one, because the color's almost the same, the booze is almost the same. You're just getting that soft wheat. Mm. I, I don't, this is this might get us canceled in the beer world, but why do why do we have to have hazy alongside oh, IPA? Oh come on now, because I'm, I'm the, okay. So here's here's the problem with the ha- We got the hazy IPAs. We got the juicy yes. IPAs. Yes. Guess what? You have finite shelf space. And what yeah. brewers are finding now is they are going to have, in order to get new fancy hazy IPAs or whatever the meta beer is that year, mm-hmm. we got to go to the 19.2s. We got to go to the singles. And guess what retailers hate doing? Adding SKUs. Oh, and yeah. when you come out mm-hmm. with brand new beer every year, um, you're forcing a retailer to add SKUs or, a- or asking a distributor, hey, we need to. Add more SKUs to your line. Yeah, uh, you're not going to be selling as many 12 packs because people want singles. Because people like the news article uh, Brian dropped this week, people are starting to drink less booze. So, building the six pack, building the four pack out of the single section is great for the consumer. It's not for the but uh, for distributors uh, for distributors stores, and yeah, retailers and planning. It's shitty. Well, so there's a few things. So one. A lot of one when you scan them like on Untapped, like if I scanned Bodie's Alpha, I might get like three. It's this is a regular beer, but any of those seasonal ones, they just put them under the same scan because they're never like overlapping because they're one offs are doing those things. So they just put them all under the same scan. Somebody else I was listening to said like if you're gonna add new ones, you gotta like take away two old ones too, like just removing them and replacing them. So I don't know. You're gonna say something. Is my Keystone Light 30-pack going away? No. no. No chance. No. As long as that's okay. As long as that isn't going away, we're no. good to go. No. All right. The, the macro aisle, I think, is firmly going to be planted in the big uh, big packs. Uh, and they've gone, the insider information, they're moving away from innovation. The big ones? What on do you the, mean on the by macro. that? Yeah. Uh, you're going to see a lot of consolidation from especially like the Seltzers, they're going to streamline back to the mm, core mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, brands, and they're focusing this year on the core assortment and the things that move. I mean, it makes sense. Uh, it's of, not what they've done. <clears throat> the the well, innovative isn't what they've done well. No, well, because you think uh, the big one that I'm thinking of is the Bud Next. Oh yeah, yeah. had a multi-million dollar uh, Super Bowl commercial. I think I had that one. Was you would have had to have found it within two weeks because that was dead in the water. Really? Before. Yeah, it was day. It was DOA almost. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, within a month, it was getting deleted and pulled from store shelves. So yep, I had it. They're not this year. They're not focusing on innovation. They're not focusing on. I mean, I'm sure there's still something, but it's. Leaning into the core, getting back that uh, uh, primary beer drinker, and not getting 
creative and fancy and winning shelf space back because if you can get yeah. two facings of something that sells, you can get two facings of Bud Light versus a facing of Bud Light and Bud Light Next or whatever yeah, that yeah. isn't going to sell, you're going to drive more units uh, leaning into, into your core. Exactly. Well, and like uh, at my store, you had Bud Light, the after Bud Light Next, but you had Bud Light, then you had um, all the Bud Light seltzers, mm. yep. and the Bud Light selt the Bud Light section stayed the same, but instead of being four, you'd have like a four thirty bombs of right. Bud Light. Now it's just two thirty bombs of Bud Light, and the rest is seltzer. The right. seltzer ain't moving. No, the Bud Light's anymore. moving. It's playoff football season. Yep. My store was almost damn near out of Bud Light, but full of Bud Seltzer, yeah. and I know they're kicking themselves, going. We need to get, but Bud Light's probably stuck on a whole bunch of seltzer, so they got to get rid of it and get back to what they do best. I think what COVID taught everybody is, yes, it's a boom time, but it's a boom time, so we should focus on the core instead of chasing the seltzer unicorn or... right. Everybody chased a whole bunch of shit while COVID. Well, the seltzers exploded yeah. that season. Like, it was you ridiculous. Couldn't, you couldn't get enough. And then we just saw it as an utter collapse uh, in that market. And the but, ones that are moving still are... I say, are the core ones still moving, though? <clears throat> like, it's just... Quite, quite gone, truly. Yeah. And then uh, for Bud, they're seeing the... It'll be out next, but it's their higher octane ones. So they're going to shift away from mm. Bud Light seltzers, and they're going to go into Bud Platinum seltzers. Oh my! God. Because, it, but because it's got a higher. But nobody's alcohol. really going after that right now, other than the ready uh, to drink cocktail guys. White Claw has like a surge. I it, feel like, that's, those are the ones. Which is like eight percent. Those are the ones that are picking up. Yeah. Uh, but I think less and less. It's. I feel like that's a captain one right there. Eight percent. It's a tall one usually. Like it's got to be a tall boy. A tall boy. <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> But you know, you think think about all the seltzers. I mean, uh, so Truly's owned by Sam Adams, Boston Beer Company. Yeah, Boston yeah. Beer Company. I mean, even they had a multi-million dollar write-off of the seltzers last year. Yeah, because they overbought it and overproduced it. And well, and they like you were saying earlier, they spread off into all these like weird, random, different flavors. Yep. And going, oh, we need more flavor, we, and and they're just kind of like refocusing. I think. When people say like, "Oh, seltzer's dead," like I think that's an over exaggeration. I think there's still a market for it. It's just not the market of every brewery has its own seltzer and every seltzer place has 42 different flavors. I just don't think that's feasible anymore. Right. But I I still think that seltzer's something that's like happening. But I wonder also like, not just with seltzer, but you also have like RTDs like you uh. Who was I with recently? And they brought a collection of drinks that they'd had, and they brought in High Noon, which is like a vodka-based, like yeah, it kind of yeah. drinks like a seltzer, but it's vodka-based. But there's a big one in San Diego. They cut water. Oh, cut water. Yeah. yeah. Big time. Yeah. Cut water spirits. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I buy that, but I end up drinking Mikey's Stone Light. Shocking. <laughs> shocking. I know. <laughs> but they're good. Everybody, everybody loves them. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, and then, so to pile on to the, uh, streamlining of offerings mm -hmm. does that play into um since input costs have been increasing i'm thinking mainly on the on the beer ingredient side it's because fuel has been up and you have to have 
you got to fuel your tractors to harvest the barley, harvest the hops, deliver it to wherever it needs to go. That's probably a big chunk of it. And then additionally, there's probably more demand, like we said, because everyone's doing hazy IPAs. So everyone needs to start buying wheat because a, a, lo a, a lot of, yeah. So a lot of that, like we had covered that a couple episodes ago, but um, one of our articles was saying uh, one brewery, uh, a not named brewery up here. It was a local news report said oh. their inputs went up 40%. And my alarm bells went off like going, I could maybe see it, but like my inputs, peak of COVID, maybe not even close to that. I don't want to say it exactly, but at the 40 seems like a ridiculous number. Well, and I have problems with that article. I was reading it this morning. They were talking about the, what they, they kept calling it the largest craft brewer in the state and talking about the cost went up. They never, they never named mentioned them. the brewery. Nobody went on record to say it. So, and I, so I'm like, my, my, my BS alarm was going yeah, off a little bit. Yeah, that's what I'm like. It just seems like one of those, I'm sure costs are going up when they claim it's 40% or those types of things. And you're not like, I know that there's things as like unnamed sources and it's there, fine. There, there could be a short like, term increase of 40%. Yeah. Like a one off. It also just, it just screams out one of those of like, like the world is ending type of articles yes. just to get the clicks or to get people up in arms or doing something well did, did they have the was labor in their input costs or not they that that, uh, that they, they, the problem, they yeah. need they needed a headline to sell and then they yeah. talked to a bottle shop guy and yeah he went, oh yeah you know uh one or two bucks but one or two bucks over a six pack yes 12 bucks yeah. but like he said look people aren't going out to grab a 12 pack of craft beer anymore as no. much as they used no. to you go grab a big pack of macro or a variety or, pack, or you're, but or you're building a six pack. And this guy said, "Yeah, if you're picking a two dollar two ninety nine can to go into six pack, that's not as big a sticker shock if you're going to go reach for a twenty dollar right uh, artisanal six pack or a twenty dollar uh, everyday IPA mixed twelve pack." Well, yeah. and that's where we've seen a little bit, and I think we'll see over the next year um, for sure is. Uh, re-expansion into the 19.2s mm -hmm. and into the singles because yes if somebody's going to buy today's example of Bodhi's Zaffa that six pack might be out of price range usually, or not out of price range but just the sticker shock but 11.99 12.99 but, but I can get a can for three bucks yeah uh, so that's my fancy beer I like and then, tall boy tall tall boy right and that's where I think we're also why we're also seeing the shift into the higher octane uh, for like the seltzers and things like that for the other side is going well if i'm only gonna have one uh, yeah well and because that's the thing is we sit in a time where we're all talking like not we all but like a lot of us talking about like uh oh getting into na getting into lower calorie but some of the highest like um like growth in sales is the new um New Belgium line. They keep doing these like Imperial, like Voodoo Ranger styles. Right. And it's the Imperials that keep being that like, that go-to next one that's the top seller. And they just keep making them. Like they have like six or seven different of just mm -hmm. Imperial types. It So one of the articles you sent us where they were talking about, um, that they were talking to a beer consultant company. I went down a rabbit hole, hopped on oh, a podcast. The Bump Williams. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I, they they were on the, uh, 
uh, I think it was the Beerus podcast. Uh, him and a couple of folks were on, and they were talking about it, and they're talking about it nationally. They just all you heard was Voodoo Ranger, Voodoo Ranger, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Voodoo Ranger is one of those beers like we had talked about Black Raven. I have always walked by Voodoo Ranger in yeah. the beer aisle. I have never picked up a Voodoo Ranger, <sighs> but I but I've seen. That slice. It, this used to be the Voodoo Ranger, the right. skull in the in the astronaut outfit or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. But I've just seen it slowly. Now there is just a Voodoo Ranger end cap at the craft aisle. Right. And I've never went and grabbed it, but why not? They're they're doing something that works. And then yeah, and I barely see any fat tire. It's just Voodoo Ranger. I well, I, because I have to venture somewhere to find fat tire now. What it's selling, and so I don't buy it. But I've had it bought for me, like as gifts, or hey, someone brings it, or it's at someone's house. But Is that I've never because they buy it. sold out, and you no longer oh, consider them craft. So yes and no. Do you know? <laughs> do you know why? I think part of it, I could see that. Yes, but do you know why? I actually, they're maybe one of the ones that I'm not mad about them okay. in the sellout. And we've said if Isn't somebody the- if somebody comes to me and they're going to offer me like you know, hey, we're going to buy your company for three hundred million. Like cool. Yeah. Like where do I sign? Yep. Um. With New Belgium, they um, the ownership took them into like a I forget the acronym for it, but it's like a employee owned right. like company. So like they changed it from being private equity basically, and they made it into like a like employees a get all the stock and like right. so they right. can they're like the voting thing, and it was like within months. Esop. Yes, thank you. Oh, within months. Sold out. The employees all did, were like, Voted to, yeah, yeah, we're selling. Because they saw like immediate return potential of right. like, oh, we have this access and someone's willing to do that. Like, So they sold out immediately. Yeah. So like that one, I'm like, at least, hey, I mean, not only did the owner get paid when they you know, probably were part of it, but like everybody got paid. Yeah, Matt, that's got to be just a headache and a half to staff after that point going, Oh, hey, production line guy who just got paid out hundreds of thousands of dollars or whatever you made. Yeah. I still need you to show up for work on Monday. Yeah. Can uh, you please? And, and can, can all of these? <clears throat> well, and you did it. You brought up Fat Tire. You worked your, You worked it in there. So do we need to talk about... This will be the last one before we get back to it. I interrupted uh, the captain talking about catching us up on his life because uh, I wanted to talk <laughs> about Bodhi's offer, and that was like 35 minutes ago. Um but you brought you brought in you you worked your way to fat tire. What happened yes. with fat tire? Oh man, <laughs> uh, what are your thoughts? I know, on okay, it? I know we're doing a little bit of new. We we've been kind of mixing news in early. Yeah. Um, but they did a low. So apparently they did a logo redesign. <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah, but I but I found out all over the course of two uh, news articles, mm-hmm. and I. One of the news articles said they basically changed their logo without telling anybody. So, Which, so Bottle Shop started getting like new things, and they're like, uh, what, is, "What is this? This doesn't look like Fat Tire because they changed it completely. They went away oh, it's from a, that yeah. like watercolor uh, kind of label. Yeah. It's well, a it it's fucking Miller Lite. They made the Miller Lite can yeah. their own. That's what it is. That aggressive. I, you I'm can't. No. Oh no. You can't unsee it. If you go, you go look at that and tell me that's not a Miller Lite. Eh, I mean, oh, it's Miller Lite for sure. They knocked off Miller Lite. We got, we got the Miller Lite expert. That's I Miller Lite. It's just a white cane with blue. That's what's 
Yeah. And red. Which is yeah. Miller Lite and a round logo. Yeah. It looks like it's, somebody who's trying to save on printing costs. Uh, yeah. Exactly. And also the, the, the six-pack carrier there, yeah, that's just – that's a little bit of lack of inspiration. Well, and the, the heart of the six-pack carrier is still like what their traditional is with just then slapping the new logo across the front but, of it. Well, the I, other thing is it's not uh, – it's no longer an amber – I saw that too. That was the Which, one that blew my mind, or not blew my mind, but was more interesting than the logo change. The logo change, companies mess up on yeah. those, whatever, or yeah. change them up all the time. The Mountain Dew when they went to MTN, oh, oh yeah. yeah, whatever was, but it, whatever, it, that's fine. Yeah, they changed the entire style of the beer. Yeah, it's basically now categorized as a golden ale. Right. It just doesn't feel like it. Okay, so I f- I feel for I I. I don't want to dump on the logo guy because I know the the art, people doing the art spent a whole shitload of time. I appreciate that. So I when mean, we we did our re- logo redesign. I was going to say how many iterations of our logo when we only changed the colors primarily. Forty eight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but my fav, my top three favorite ones, we could not move forward with because they look like fucking Miller Lite. So yeah, it, yeah. it was like. I, there's something about that Miller Lite logo that is just so perfect for beer. I I can't. There's an umami. I can't put my finger on it. But when you see it, you see it. Yeah. And I unintentionally just made the same I di- thing. I diverged into it and I stared and looked at it. I'm like, what's wrong with this? And then I go look at Miller Lite. Oh God damn it. Okay, right. we can't use that. But yeah. Thankfully, you two picked a non Miller Lite looking logo that we could switch to that we moved out to. I got down to where like I picked a few and then I had to like I asked my wife to be like okay which one now because I can't decide from there so all right so anything else on Fat Tire before no I, mean, I think I'm, that I think we've thoroughly whipped them I Fat Tire I feel like I I was actually oh I was actually listening to one of our podcasts yeah I know it's shocking you, what? you sent that out yeah I um you, you threw like episode eight now uh I'm in. Almost near the end of nine. Man, that's why our download numbers are getting up <laughs> on those older go. episodes. Um, but I was talking about Fat Tire in one of them, and I'd had it somewhere. It must have been like at a party or something. But and it was it's fun. I've I've never had a problem with Fat Tire. No, it's just again like it's an it's one of those you so, go eye blind to it in beer aisle when there's so many other options that are out there. Right. Like I have a bad habit of of not buying the same thing over and over. Right. Like there's the few that I will like. I will like every when I'm talking about craft beer, not your yes. Um, every as the captain's drinking Rainier, his third Ranier for the day. Um, a f- every few like months, I always get at least a new six pack. Or you're back home, you got to have a Ranier or the four. Have it's sixteen ounce Ranier, by the way. Or the four pack of Tall Boys of Irish Death, but I'll always yes. get a new one every few months. Um, so there's a few of those that I'll do it, but usually it's like I'm always trying to get something new. So if you get me to buy it two or three times, it's been a pretty good routine. But like Fat Tire just isn't one of those I've done it before. But I, I'll if I see the new one, I'll buy it and check it out, see what I, uh, I come up with. I buy it for my dad all the time. Fat Tire. Yeah, yeah, that's one of his go-to's as well. Well, but if they've changed it, maybe not. But uh, maybe that's why it's be... still sitting in the fridge. He doesn't know what it is anymore. Probably. He might think it's a oh. Does he have the new one? Miller Lite, and he's not going to drink that. He's looking for the fancy beer. He probably thinks it's a Bush for us. Yeah, I did. Well, we I didn't see. Did, will Fat Tire do the bottles anymore? Because they, I, the new, showed... the new thing was in a can. It's it showed the can and the okay. bottles. Okay, but I think they'll phase it out because they're one of those. Com- they're 
I think they did the B Corp thing, and they are very oh. they are being very aggressive on their um, environmental goals. I could see them phasing out the glass bottle because something we didn't touch on. Uh, I think it was a few ago, a few episodes ago, we talked about um, CO two costs in the getting mm-hmm. beer right. places. Glass is like obscenely heavier than yeah. aluminum to transport. So yeah, part of what like we kind of theorize people were home brewers and then they were craft brewers two years later. That's why they're doing glass. Mm-hmm. I think the real driver was glass is really expensive to ship because yeah. it's heavy. It's versus, versus the amount of volume of beer. So you're, pay, you're, you're yeah. paying more to ship. The same you wanna, or less amount. Yeah, you want to spend the least amount of money shipping your packaging with your product in it as you can. And yeah. shifting away from glass, I think, is going to be a big one. But now what's interesting is when you go to Asia, they're all about the glass. Yeah. Because, but, because, but again, they recycle them properly. So you walk into any restaurant in Asia, outside the front door, is there's stacks of crates of the glass from the night before. Mm. So you have a nice cast or a whatever yeah. in, in Korea. They, they, they open it, you drink it. They don't throw it away. They don't recycle. They literally put it back in a thing. It mm-hmm. goes back to the brewery. And they, ref- and they cl- obviously clean it and refill it. But it's they've got that that uh, cyclical business figured a little bit better where they're not just – they're not saying it to a third-party recycling, well, see what happens, but they actually just reuse the bottle. Well, and that's where yeah. we talked about, I think, last episode with the pack techs. Oh, yeah. Is breaking it down, recycling them. Costs a ton of money. Glass you can, but it's not super efficient, especially when it's mixed to recycle. Yeah. But if you're just cleaning and reusing, like that's, and I think that's where a lot of the home brewers, because that's yeah what we did. Because, because you're, you're keeping it super low, and you're not worried about shipping that glass. But yeah, when you're shipping else. it out, uh, the added cost, the breakage, all yeah. of that. S- some people were actually looking at, um, uh. Like how the soda fountains have the concentrated syrup. Yeah. Some people yeah. are looking into oh. shipping their beer that way. Whoa. That was a oh. weird one we didn't get into, but that, that is an interesting – because if they get that dialed in, all of a sudden, That's the weird. soda stream folks, yeah, you'd be able just to buy the the Bud Light syrup and you put it in and make Bud Light yourself Carbonate it in your yeah. Yeah, kitchen. That's freaking weird. I, I mean – Or have on-demand beer dispenser in your kitchen. I mean that that huh. I think that's that's a that's a ten fifteen year goal. No, but that, I think that is definitely I, I something being. I don't think it's that far out. I think it's closer than that. No. Well, huh. I I, th- I yeah I think the early adopters a couple of years, but I think ten fifteen years that could be just a that be a normal way you buy beer now. Hmm. Huh. Anyways, yeah, we have somebody <laughs> yeah. here who has been uh, doing a little bit of wandering. I know he's like, oh, when I was in Asia, when I was in North Carolina, oh, I travel, I travel, I travel. I think we have a uh, corresponding beer to review. Oh yeah, for those who wander. Yeah, that's good call. Nice segue. Yeah, I actually left it in the fridge though. My bad. I realized it like ten minutes ago. So uh, let's take a. We'll take a little pause. Oh yeah, that sounds good. Let's take a quick break here. Yeah. All right, Uh, we're back here. So, like we said talking about travels uh the beer we have today to actually review is uh from one of my top breweries in bellingham wander brewing this is i think they kind of do it seasonally i don't think this is a year-round offering but it's a beer called shiny objects yeah on the website they said uh so 2022's offering for wander is this 
kind of a so oh the, this version of it yeah. you mean yeah it's kind of it, so every year there's a little bit little tweak to it i i i like that ha- having that, that you can consistently go find the beer and there's a little bit different kind of like the trader joe's uh oh yeah holiday ale like you know you're always gonna yeah. be able to get this one at some point yeah but it's going to be maybe a slight different variation. And there's something you're looking forward to every year. Like, ooh, what'd they change this year? Or can I remember it? We have another year? one. Just, you can pour some out of mine if you need to. So this is a, um, they call it a juicy double IPA. Um, yeah, so juicy. when you talk about the 2022 tradition, they uh, or iteration, they're talking about a few different... Um, Different types of hops that they're using. Oh. So, uh, one of the flavors that they're talking about will be in here is uh, luscious, luscious Pineapple. Oh. Okay. Uh, and Dank Banana Runt Resin. Is, belt? is that yeast? I don't yeast? Is think that I want the... either of those things in my mouth. So, what it makes me wonder is, do they mean like the runts, like the candy? Ooh, there you go. I'm yeah, that. I think so. Because that banana flavor is is its own distinct banana flavor. I think, like not like no banana yeah, runs. No, they are talking about the banana runs. Are different I than I get the it. banana. I'm getting it. Huh? Yeah. It it's hiding in the way back after the sip. Also, well, you know why they don't taste like bananas, right? Because they're not like they're not real. Like I don't like I don't know what you're trying to say. Like it's candy. Like no, I get that. So they. Bananas, uh, as a species, we've bred them down to be so specific and taste all the same. Oh, that they're super susceptible to uh, diseases. So the bananas, up until like the '60s, were an entirely different species of banana, and then they went extinct and all got wiped out. And we replaced them with the current. I think it's the Longfellow banana that we eat today. Yeah. Uh, so it's an entirely separate banana with a different flavor. So the banana taste in like a runt or in the candy was modeled on the previous iteration of bananas that we yeah. had. Yeah, wasn't it the Cavendish banana? I think what, was it, it was some, the something one, like that. One way around, it was yeah. either the Cavendish. Are we, are we the only ones that I, don't know this bananas? Is, this is absolutely news to me. Right. So, well, because for our, our entire lives, it's been our current. <laughs> yeah, this is the current iteration of banana. For we'll, us. we'll have to fix it in post. But yeah, it's either the Cavendish or the Longfellow we have fix right it now. In no, we're not. Post. We're not. Oh, no, we're not. <laughs> One of them was our parents ate them all the way up. They were a lot shorter, whatever, narrower, but different flavor profile. And then they got wiped out. And so all of the banana farmers had to find something else that didn't get uh, hit with it. And they this switched is blowing to my the mind. One. Give me a beer. Uh, yeah. So interesting thing in this beer. Yes. So your pour is from. Top of the can. Yeah. Right? And mine is from oh, the bottom. bottom of the can. So is mine. Yeah. yeah. And the color difference between so, the two is... Yeah, let's talk about that. So one of the things that's happening, it depends on... Um, sometimes the brews will state it. And they'll talk about whether basically the um, beers are kind of like... I forget the exact phrasing, but like live... Like, uh, like bottle conditioned. Right. Okay. So that okay. there still is like that little bit of live yeast in there that like helps to do it. And so usually when you get to some of the like um, more hazy beers, they'll actually tell you like. Give it a flip and a twist. Don't, no. Oh. Don't pour the entire can. Mm. Like oh. don't drain to the bottom because you're actually kind of dumping in some of that like. Sediment. Mm. Sediment stuff that's in there. And I have found that a lot with 
Um, and maybe it's like more unfiltered styles mm-hmm. that it could be um, where the same kind of thing happens that as you pour and you hit that last little bit, you really notice a change in the, like the flavor, color, color no, yeah. but like the color and the consistency almost of it. But this one is not, um, not what we'd call hazy. Um, it's certainly not like super clear, but it's not like a hazy style beer. Um, I mean, mine, my, yours though, mine could my, almost be hazy, but yeah, the first, but, the first two pours, but also hazy is, I'm not getting that heavy wheat mouth. mouth th- and that's like what I, hazy. that's what I mean. Yeah. I think like also when I hazy. say that is like, think of like the ones that are bright orange and like mm-hmm. opaque, like you're, you're getting orange juice. Like that's a traditional, like real thick hazy. That's why even Bodhi is not hazy in the like overt juice bomb of a beer. So how are we feeling about uh, shiny objects? So what makes a triple a triple? Mm. Triple? Do you mean a triple or a tripel? Uh, what do they call this thing? A triple? No, no this, this is a double. Is double, double IPA. Okay, well, then double what makes it a double? Double double IPAs are you're ramping up the um, both the malt and the hops that you're doing it. So it's a boo- it's, it's not, a boozy IPA. It's not a real like um, it's not double twice in the, the fact alcohol, that you're, yeah, yeah and it's not it's not like twice the hops or twice the malt, but you're basically like overdoing all those things alexa shut up (laughs) um so it's just kind of overdoing that stuff but that part of that leads to the booziness because you're adding in way more malts and things to it so So it's not quite nice it is not an ice Uh, ice is completely different process for it completely different process but at eight percent alcohol wise it's yeah higher than most it's still higher than an ice yeah um but it yeah you don't go through the fractionally freezing or some some doubles you can see in the mid to high sevens. Yep. But usually doubles are in the eight percent range. Yeah. Maybe creeping up to a nine, but not really. And then you can also have triple IPAs, which the thing that I found is that when you double or triple for like a IPA, it actually cuts some of the bitterness down because there's so much malt that yes. went in there and yeah. so much yeah. yeah. So like my wife before she was gluten free didn't like most IPAs, but liked doubles or liked triples because it took that like bitter, as she used to call it, the pine salt taste out of the beer mm-hmm. and kind of mellowed them a little bit more. Yeah. But it also is sometimes replaced with like a boozy the, uh, the booze, flavor. Yeah. The booze is taking the hit off of the hops. And then, uh, so I finished my uh, taster of water. Yeah. It, it is great light up front mm-hmm. i'm catching the banana runts kind of on the tail end but then i'm getting like a, a little getting that pine bitter at the end mm. that i like on an ipa it's kind of like here's all the flavor and now here's a little bit of hops and this like this finishes the taste for you i think it drinks um smoother than a lot of doubles like yes. i that was a very that was very smooth yeah i would uh, not have pegged this as a double ipa like I, an eight no. percent beer yeah. no this is a Smooth IPA. Uh, yeah, it's that that rump flavor at the end is a bit of a kick. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I don't think it's for everyone. You want to try that, that, that banana okay. runs? It's 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 the second it's the second bit in your tongue. Mm. It's yeah. that runt flavor. I'm getting a little it's, maybe a bit in the nose. It's in the it's yeah, in there's the a little bit there. Yeah. So um, with it being that second taste in your tongue, with it being kind of like a you're getting it a little bit or no? A little bit. Usually when I 
think banana flavor. I'm thinking like a Belgian or like yeah, a, yeah. or a, yeah. Okay. No, there it is. No, it's a, it's a flavor inside the beer, not something imparted by the yeast. Yeah. Um, is where, is where you're looking for it. Yeah. One of the other favorite things. So Wander has, uh, on this can, it's been the same logo, I think for a few years. Okay. And, uh, actually my son was wearing a shirt variation of this yesterday. So what? they have a character. So they have a character that you can see on the can. It's just a shadow of him because he's in front of deer the guy. It is a like a jackalope. Oh, okay. So oh, it's yeah. like a little guy with antlers. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's got like on my son's shirt. It's a little like almost kind of fuzzy raccoon looking guy with like a big fluffy tail. And so uh, the kids really kind of like it. So they actually do also a beer called. Um, one-eyed or something like that and it's that character with an eye patch because it's doing like a single hop variation of their beer so it's kind of like their side like their mascot if you will but um yeah wonder's great um if you've never been up there to bellingham they have a good spot uh kind of a big where are they at because yeah they're kind of by ones that i haven't hit they're by bellingham high school um over kind of by downtown yeah, yeah yeah um and they actually just opened a new spot that's further over towards um, the Columbia neighborhood. Okay. And like by Elizabeth Station um, Bottle Shop that they We're super specific, su- super yeah. specific. Yeah. I mean, I mean, no but it's called but yeah. it's called Rome, and it is a um, tap room of their tap room and coffee shop. And okay. It's got a completely different vibe than their main. Um, their main tap room and, and brewery. Yeah, but. I'll put it on the list next time we're up there. Yeah, so, I just swing through, and I think if we move our dude's trip, this I, definitely. Oh be. yeah, we do need to talk about that off air. Yeah. But um, I somebody was talking about going to Bellingham, um, and they were like, "What do you recommend for breweries?" Oh man, get a pen, pen and paper. Well, and so, but I I was being kind, so I picked three. Okay. And to me, uh, the top three are structures, Aslan, and Wander. Okay. And hitting like a variation of those three. You can add others. If it's I'm, summertime, Colshin's got a great You skipped my favorite, but Oh, uh Boundary Bay. Yes. How do you, yes. How do you how do you go to Bellingham and not go to Boundary Bay? The I love Boundary Bay. Yeah. It's a restaurant to me. Okay. And I I mean their beer isn't that one Hagen. What? That, their <laughs> beer isn't that one Hagen. Cam's talking oh. about how hard it is to find. Oh, but yeah. yeah. Uh I guess maybe that's where well so Obviously, love Boundary Bay, but that's where it's an easier sell for me. Yeah. Because when I'm up there, I'm not up there by myself on a dude's trip. I'm there with my wife and kids, and Boundary Bay is much easier than rolling into Which is a why brewery. Aslan, where the restaurant is, As- Aslan is as easier well. compared to Aslan Depot, which is 21 and over. So when we go okay. and it's just me and my wife, we can go sit in there and play some board games and sit in nice comfy chairs and hang out. So. Right. Um, but yeah, so... So uh, is that a thing? What? Going to a brewery and playing board games? Yeah. Well, my son... Because our little brother was doing the same thing last night, and I had to go, like, party bomb their, their, their board game session. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, now, whenever I bring my son, we play a lot of Go Fish right now. So, it's a good one. Real sophisticated. Yeah. I like it. I like uh, the skills. So, thoughts on Shiny Objects, where you're placing it. Now, it is kind of seasonal. I was going to say seasonal, and what's the availability outside of the... Well... Where did you get this? Uh, this one was in waiting for me in my mother-in-law's fridge when I showed up for Christmas. So she okay. uh, 
can go to the brewery and she has my brother-in-law buy it when directly he goes there to get it. yeah but um you can get it at bottle shops in the area like here pacific northwest um most bottle shops will have it when it's available seasonally like it's a pretty good it's it fit any of their distribution places almost always will have it you're probably not finding it at a fred meyer or at a safeway but bottle shops it's available pretty consistently when it's available seasonally. And the seasonal is, I mean, assuming that we're... It's late, uh, late fall-ish yeah. through... I think it's still available on tap there, so probably through early spring. Yeah, the, it is still on the tap list right now. Yeah, so late fall or, or winter-ish through early spring. Um, It's a good beer. Mm-hmm. I don't have a spot in the fridge for it. Either fridge? Either fridge. Um, But since it is a seasonal, this is definitely, uh, if I go to a party or someone's house, I'll grab a four-pack of them. Okay. Drop them off. Additionally, my family has this weird thing. uh, We put a cooler on the back porch when it's cold outside in Mm -hmm. the winter. And that is the alternative fridge. For the holidays, yeah, I would keep this there. So you're throwing it in third fridge. I, I'm throwing it in the outside cooler during the winter since it is a seasonal. It's it's a good good taste, but it's just not it's just not hitting for me. Yeah. Uh, th- this is a beer I would bring to my dad's house. Yeah, absolutely for him. Like you maybe would have one, but mostly you're leaving it for him. <laughs> okay, sorry. As a normal person, not a you finished your glass. I did. It was it was nice. It was tasty. But no, I uh, yeah, I'd bring it over to him, my dad, and I would uh, probably bring a six or run here for myself. Your dad would probably crush these. He would. Yeah, no, I, yeah, that's what I was. So I think this is for me a, a beer fridge, uh, just yeah, with the double, the eight percent, and, and that's then, the only thing of it is like, yeah. for me, I'll have a couple beers tonight, but I'm having one of these. one of these. Uh, but I think, and that's where I was asking about availability because mm-hmm. I think this would be something cool. To hand out to either my dad or my youngest brother, who's a little bit more into that crafty mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. space, kind of eschews the uh, macros. So having a couple on hand, either to enjoy for myself every once in a while, or when they show up to you hand out, yeah. yeah, something that they haven't seen before. Yeah. Um, so I'll put it uh, seasonally because that's when available in the in the beer fridge. Yeah, I get because it's seasonal. It's not just in my fridge all the time. Obviously. Uh, it became available at Wander, and my mother-in-law knew even to get it, or you know, knew right. that my brother-in-law was going to get it, and had her had him grab me some. So, I, I drink it every year, pretty much when it's around. So, hence why I'm the one who brought it. Cool. Well, uh, so I'm looking at the clock. Um, Maybe second uh, second time in a row we've kind of finished the review and we're kind of at our uh, stopping point um so maybe next time we'll got, talk to cam well we've got plenty <laughs> we've got the day is young here maybe we just keep recording that is up for the listener to find out because yeah our glasses are empty hopefully yours are too see you next time Well, you know, some people want to see that, but not hey, all. Not hey, everybody. it's it's uh it's a uh, sour beer summer, hot boy summer. 
Dude, I, I think we uh, boys, belly shirt. Boys, we got to bring the belly, I've been, belly I've shirt. I've been shirt summer. Thank no, you. No, no, they weren't called belly shirts. They were called muscle shirts. Yes. Ooh. Ooh, muscle shirt summer. If you enjoyed what you just heard, make sure you're subscribed to get new episodes when they drop. And don't forget to leave us a review. You can follow us on social medias at A Beer Review. We'd love to hear from you with any beer suggestions for us to review in a future episode.